Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and on my left is my co-host, Spencer. What up, what up? We have an exciting show for you today, and it's a little bit different. It is the first of many Marvel shorts that we are going to be doing for you guys. You are used to our traditional topic shows, which are usually between 30 minutes and an hour, sometimes a little bit more, where we go on a deep dive with a lot of different things that we're very interested in at the time, sometimes with future uh, topics. But we are going to be releasing some shorter episodes for those of you that aren't able to stick with us for the long-term episodes. And so this is going to be our first of those. Uh, We are going to be discussing the Illuminati, and I'm going to let our narrator of sorts uh, (laughs) take it away from here. I hope you guys enjoy this new style of show. We will have a lot more coming to you very soon. Yeah, so I guess to start with the Illuminati, you have to... You have to ask yourself the question, like, what is the Illuminati? Who are the Illuminati? Uh, Illuminati is basically a, like, secret uh, secret group of heroes that all represent different factions, different groups that uh, are basically their idea and their origin is created by Tony Stark and the events uh, after the Kree-Skrull War, um, where they meet in Wakanda and they discuss this all uh, about how basically there needs to be something similar to like the UN, like uh, for heroes, because he understands that, yeah, there were plenty of heroes before the Kree Scroll War that had information that could have like, you know, not, uh, they, they, could, they could have ended the war quicker or been a better defense. So, he understands that the heroes might need some sort of uh, preemptive strike, if you will, to fight off these crazy invaders. So the Illuminati is created, and you have Tony Stark, Reed Richards, Doctor Strange, um, yeah, Black Bolt, uh, Charles Xavier. Um, can't think of it there if I'm, I'm missing anybody else. Let's see, Iron Man, Reed Richards, Black Bolt. Xavier, Doctor Strange. Of the uh, originals? Of the originals. Namor. Namor. Yeah, Namor. Thank you. Um, And when it gets crazy is you have this idea, and this is where we're getting into like Multiverse of Madness, the movie, and the the interpretation there with the Illuminati. But eventually with the Illuminati, Reed Richards gathers all the Infinity Stones – he wields the infinity gauntlet and then he realizes that this is way too much power and no one should ever have this again. So the stones are then split up amongst the six, uh, beings in the Illuminati. And so that they'll never be formed again, but they'll, it's also like an accountability thing where, uh, they can all kind of hold each other accountable because they all have a stone. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of crazy stuff that, that they go through, um, a lot of crazy battles that they go through, a lot of uh, moves that they make in secret, um, and and you kind of get to see in the comics how that affects their personality, how that affects their, uh, like their own personal story, because they have to do these meetings in secret, and... How is that going to affect Reed Richards when he's got a whole family at home of superheroes that he's got to talk to about these things that he's already talked to about with 
Tony and all of the guys from the Illuminati. So it's an interesting uh, idea for sure. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate that background. Um, coming at this from somebody who's learning about the Illuminati now and is a you know primarily an MCU moviegoer and then uses that as reference to go back and check out the comics. Uh, I think a lot of us uh, in the audiences are, are similar and in a similar boat. So to have that summation really helps. Um, if you were to give a, a one sentence, you know how like businesses have their uh, motto or their one thing that is driving each employee. Mm-hmm. If the Illuminati had a motto or an, a, a theme, an anthem, what would Ooh. that one, one thing be? What are they on this earth to do? I think from somebody who doesn't know the Illuminati from the comics, the best way that you could possibly describe it would actually be uh, from the MCU when Tony Stark is talking in Age of Ultron about putting a suit of armor around the world. That's what the Illuminati basically would represent. Awesome. So when we see the Illuminati in Doctor Strange, Mm -hmm. uh, this is a, a world where it seems as though... Ultron and his bots have been docile uh, because they've been kind of brought to uh, plan probably by Reed Richards, Mm -hmm. and he was able to figure out how to create that suit of armor across the world using Ultron uh, just based on what we've seen from the, the bits and pieces. I suppose there's a possibility that Tony Stark was the one that had the idea, and at some point he lost his life in this universe as well. Uh, but it looks like the Illuminati kind of figured things out in this universe, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's important to realize that Reed Richards is much more intelligent than Tony Stark even. Um, There's other versions of Tony Stark where he is a little bit more intelligent, but that's a whole other time. Um, But yeah, Reed Richards is very, very intelligent. So with stuff like this, with Ultron and dealing with that, like he could he could do it without Tony's help. But I would assume that he probably had a little bit of Tony's help uh, with this whole thing with Ultron in this universe. So, yeah. And so when we first are presented with the Illuminati, uh, it is Baron Mordo that kind of leads us to them. And something that you brought up that I think a lot of people are discussing, but I hadn't really considered the circumstances is that. When everybody dies, and it's theorized that maybe Captain Marvel was still alive because she took the the smallest punch and we didn't actually see a death. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, Mordo seems to be the only one that definitely remained from that fight. So I know you had some thoughts on the implications of that. Yeah. So um, obviously Wanda is powered by like the Darkhold and, you know, you, you, you get this idea that like Doctor Strange only used the Darkhold for like a little bit it. You know, and you see how that affected him at the end of the movie with the third eye and stuff like that. She was using it for a long period of time. So um, I had said something previously in an episode that was kind of stupid about like how I had a problem with that or whatever. But like now I kind of understand this a little better. But yeah, with the Illuminati is concerned, um, Baron is the only one that she didn't fight. And I think that there's a reason for that. And I think also... When you talk about Reed Richards being the smartest human and then him giving up Black Bolt's superpower like immediately, there's a reason for that too. And it's because they have that in their back pocket that like, oh, we all possess Infinity Stones. Baron Mordo has the Time Stone. So if anything goes awry, he could bring us back to life if he so chose. So like, yeah, it's 
that they have that in their back pocket, and I think that's why they're supremely arrogant in the in the film. Do superheroes have back pocket pockets? Oh, of, of <laughs> they course. They have pockets. Yeah, they have pockets. I think the only superhero in MCU <laughs> that has a back pocket is Doctor Strange because he's got probably. all kinds of pockets. I don't think anybody has sleeves yeah. and cloaks. <laughs> if you're wearing something tight, you probably don't have a back pocket. I think actually Captain America might have a back black back pocket, but yeah. It's because that that butt is so Americana, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, <laughs> um, well, yeah. So we've got some interesting ideas that could come from Baron Mordo still being alive, and as you discussed earlier, the um, the one founder or uh, original member of the Illuminati that didn't appear in this movie is the submariner Namor, which yeah. has been discussed as a potential character in the Black Panther series, whether that's the movie, the TV show, or a sequel in the future. Uh, I think we all are expecting Namor to pop his head in at some point. Do you believe that they will, uh, moving forward, kind of reshape a, a an Illuminati in our uh, Earth that we are currently seeing in the MCU? And do you think Namor and the characters that we saw uh, portrayed in Doctor Strange are going to take their place on that mantle? I absolutely think so. And I have, they actually pointed at it back in Infinity War when you look at Tony Stark's cell phone, like when he goes to call Cap, uh, you see the Illuminati as a contact. Um, so I think they've already hinted at it. Um, and looking at the casting for Black Panther 2, there's a guy who is cast who actually looks quite a bit like somebody that could play Namor. So awesome. uh, he's in an unannounced role, which is obvious because they're not going to announce that yet. Yeah. And they're probably going to keep that under wraps until the movie comes out. But yeah. And well, it's Marvel. We make it in the first sequel. That's <laughs> or, sorry, true. The, the first, first trailer. trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, and, and with the title being called Wakanda Forever, I've had this theory for a long time that yeah, yeah Namor is going to like come in immediately because there's no more Chadwick in the MCU. There's no more T'Challa. Yeah. So there's going to be this awkward moment where like who takes up the mantle there's a splinter. Yeah. There's a splinter. And during that splinter, that's where Namor attacks and it destroys most of Wakanda. And then Shuri takes up the role of the black Panther to restore Wakanda and to fend off Namor. So I think that that's why the title is Wakanda forever. And of course, we've you know been waiting since we heard those earthquakes um, yeah. off the coast. So I think everybody knows eventually they're on their way. Um, that being Namor to you know be a part of the Black Panther uh, universe. Uh, and yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how they do that. And so I was wondering with that idea that we've seen Stark with Illuminati, you know, on his phone, I believe it was, mm -hmm. some kind of Stark Tech phone. He he did die, obviously, in the MCU, and it seems as though he died in um, the other uh, alternate universe that we saw with Doctor Strange. So what are the implications of Tony Stark being one of the leaders of the Illuminati and his passing in the universe that we've come to know? Is there anything that comes to mind or is maybe his death not as big of a deal as long as Reed Richards is at the helm? Uh, I think that the the idea that he's dead is is huge and it's a massive blow because it, it just depends on how they decide to write the the Illuminati in the MCU because if he's the founding member of the MCU, like, like it is in the comic, like where he's the one that kind of comes up with the idea for it, yeah, it's a huge blow. And he's intelligent. He's super intelligent um, and has access to... Stark tech, he has access to create whatever tech he wants because he's billions of dollars, you know. So um it's a huge loss. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are other people that could take the mantle. And I think you kind of see that with the 838 representation in the mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness that just because we didn't have the money to get RDJ to come back in as Iron yeah. Man, we still have a very formidable Illuminati in this universe. So Right. It kind of felt like Peggy was just there for the what if stuff, you know, yeah, and a lot of people that wanted sure. to see her take up that mantle. I'm not sure that's going to impact much in the future. Uh, but speaking of those other people, uh, we've seen the likes of Hank Pym, uh, Dr. Banner, and Shuri, uh, a part of that uh, Illuminati team or, mm-hmm. or group, whatever you want to call it. So I think moving forward, the math would add up that as long as Shuri's still in the good graces of uh, Kevin Feige, that she would probably be seeing an opening uh, into the, the club pretty soon because Pym obviously is a big part of the MCU in what he's been able to provide. But the character, we haven't seen it fleshed out too much, and it is an older uh, actor. So, um, And with that said, the Hulk has kind of run the majority of his course already. So if I was going to guess, I would say Shuri would probably be the one to fill that void. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that they would probably cast like... My my goal, my dream is that when we get to the X Men, they they use the same cast that they used like previously in the in the later iterations of the X Men movies, like with like uh, Jennifer Lawrence and those people, Michael Fassbender, uh, because I think that those actors could definitely do a good job. They did a great job as the X Men, but it's also like you said, a younger cast. So yeah, uh, and we're gonna have to see a formation of the Illuminati in the 616. So you're going to have to have, I think, younger people possibly to to take on these roles. I've got some thoughts on the future X-Men stuff uh, when we discuss that on a future episode. But yeah. It's, it's pretty fascinating in the stuff that they can do and the, uh, the faith that we have in Marvel at this point mm-hmm. is very high. So um, when do you think we'll see the Illuminati come back to, or come, I guess, for the first time to the 616 universe uh, in the form that we know it as. Well, we know that there's so many projects that they're currently working on and that they have like stuff that's probably up until like 2025. But even then, it's still like one or two projects that are in 2025. So and like they add things in yeah, they seemingly things. every year just as a, oh, this yeah. is coming too. Exactly. So uh, I think, honestly, once we get an introduction into Namor, um, if they decide to use Black Bolt again, I think they should. But uh, that would also probably mean that they'd have to do like another thing of like the Inhumans, another version of it, um, possibly. Yeah, I wonder if they have to. I don't know. I think Black Bolt is such a strong, yeah, solo presence that none of the other Inhumans have had as big of an impact. You know, you can get into Medusa and Yo-Yo and people like that, but yeah, we'll it, see. It's possible. We'll see. But I would say, yeah, that um. Do you have enough people there to where you could probably do it once Namor is introduced relatively soon? So maybe like 2024, 2025. I would love it. Um, yeah. I, I, after looking at all of the possibilities that stem from the Illuminati and what it could mean to the future, um, I do believe that we're working towards a Secret Wars event. It just makes too many sense on too many levels. Um, or too much sense, depending on if you're talking about the dollar or the <laughs> figurative yeah, yeah. Uh, part of it. But yeah, I do believe we're on our way to a, an Illuminati in the 616. And I would not be surprised if one day we see RDJ at the helm of that in some capacity, whether yeah. it's the human version of him or he p- created some sort of robotic Iron Man suit that was able to carry on his, his legacy of sorts. 
uh, just for this sole purpose. I don't think I think he he was at peace with this human version of himself and that he wouldn't want his daughter or family or anything to see him like that. But in the sense of helping humanity, I do think we could see him in that role. So I'm very excited to see where they go with the Illuminati because I think what is possible within the MCU is tremendous and they can loosely go off of some of the comic-based material. However, we know at this point, we've discussed it before, everything we see from here on out will obviously take parts of certain comic stories, but they can really never follow uh, page for page anymore. No, you can't because you're telling the exact same story. So everybody kind of knows what's coming. Um, And I like what you brought up about Tony Stark because even in the comics, I think he's mostly interpreted from the Invincible Iron Man stories. And in the Invincible Iron Man stories, yeah, he would totally have a uh, backdoor, if you will, for his death. Like, there's always some way that he's always thinking about and, and uh, altering his own future, you know. Um, not that he's, like, extremely self-absorbed. He is self-absorbed. But, it, yeah, he would... There's a way that you could totally bring back Iron Man in the in the 616. And just from taking a peek at some of the history of the Illuminati and the potential stories that could arise, it looks like we've discussed a lot about getting back to the anger and the uh, ferocity of the original Hulk from the first Hulk movie with the actor portrayal of Bruce... Um, of Mark Ruffalo that we really enjoy, but we want to see that, that really just lost temper, lost mind Hulk. It seems that that may be the trigger for an awesome future Hulk story. If the Illuminati does get involved with his ability to be on their earth. Yeah, I I think so. Maybe Um, it's kind of a stretch now, but but we'd have to pay attention to She-Hulk. I think that that's where we would get any kind of answers on that, if what they're doing with the Hulk. Um, because once again, looking at the casting, there's numerous people that are in uh, undesignated roles at the moment uh, that could be another version of the Hulk or some other kind of thing like that where we get like a really super crazy Hulk. Um, and still, you know, Thaddeus Ross, Red Hulk, still a possibility um so there's an endless uh amount of possibilities that they have with that and i think that the illuminati and uh what was it the world war hulk or something like that that where you have like hulk that's like sent off to another planet and he becomes like the leader of that planet because he's just too powerful it just sounds like a fascinating story to bring to the screen that absolutely they could absolutely still do if they start shaping that now, um, depending on Ruffalo's interest, schedule, and um, stunt ability. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, because I mean, desire. The cool part about that is that he doesn't have to be Bruce Banner. Really. Yeah, that's the best part about it. He can literally just do like green screen stuff or whatever it is. Like they, you know. So, is there any story? stemming from the Illuminati that outside of something we've discussed that you'd like to see take place on the big screen that maybe some people don't know that much about? Yeah, I think it's actually something that's kind of fresh on our minds right now after watching Multiverse of Madness, and that's the incursions. Um, 
we're in a place right now where the multiverse is just increasingly becoming every second like more unstable than it is. And with the incursions, you're basically dealing with like entire universes collapsing on each other. And uh, in the comics, the way that they deal with this is uh, it's kind of fascinating because it's such a dark story because basically the our Illuminati and our heroes all have to deal with this possibility that we have to kill an entire universe to survive. And the question becomes, do you do it? And you have these awesome scenes with Black Panther where he's conflicted about this. And like he's like, I don't think I can do this because I'm killing off millions and billions of people. And then he is like, before all of his ancestors in that like ancestor realm or whatever that was called and in, in Black Panther I can't remember at the moment. Yeah. Um and they're all basically telling him like by not killing them, you are putting Wakandans in danger. And yeah. by doing that, if you fail, you're not going to be in this realm when you die. Yeah. Like you're basically like you're done. <laughs> so the ancestral it, plane is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I love um, that stuff. So like it, it's it's a very intense moment, very intense scene. You have these awesome scenes with Tony Stark where he's like lining up all of these shots on the bar because of his alcoholism, but he's not taking the drinks because he's like it's it's showing that he's conquering it. In his final moments, because there's like this countdown clock that's going on before the worlds collide, and like he's it. just lining up these shots and staring at them, and he's not drinking, and he's just like looking at the clock and waiting for it to happen. So. It's, it's a crazy, crazy moment. This has been a very fun topic to discuss. Um, if you enjoyed that little hint of incursions and the impact on the MCU, we will be discussing that in an, ep- in an episode that you will see um, on our playlist. So go check one that, that one out as well. Uh, we really appreciate you guys uh, joining us for this topic on the Illuminati. Let us know what you think about the Illuminati so far in the MCU, uh, what you may like to see in the future. Uh, from the comics or maybe from your imagination. Hopefully you like this uh, type of segment. We will be uh, dropping a lot more of them very soon. And if you had some fun, go check out the next one and tell your friends. You have a great day. Peace.